In the previous movie, we created an IK-FK hybrid elbow solution to pose the forearm portion of the IK arm using an FK control, which lets you rotate the forearm using a pinned IK elbow. In this movie, we'll create a flexible shoulder rig to allow animators to push the range of their character's expressions. Start by opening the file Character Rigging, Part 26 Start, or by using your own file from the previous lesson. A shoulder rig is necessary to really sell a lot of poses, such as a shrug, a slouch, and a reach. Based on your animation requirements, you can create either a rotation-based or translation-based shoulder rig, or even a hybrid solution that integrates both. While a rotation-based shoulder might be more anatomically correct and allow a specific range of motion, a translation-based shoulder allows a broader range, which gives animators more freedom. Here we'll focus on a simple translation-based shoulder with squash and stretch. We'll start with a basic joint chain consisting of two joints. We want the shoulder to be perfectly in line with the arm, so create a joint and point snap it to the upper arm joint. Middle click to bring up a manipulator and adjust the joint in the X and Y axes so it's positioned similarly as shown. Now create a second joint and point snap it to the upper arm again. Rename the two joints left shoulder base result joint and left shoulder end result joint, respectively. Now let's cut out our geometry. Like the neck in part 7, we're going to make use of the existing edge loops to divide the shoulder rather than making new cuts. Change the geo layer's display type to normal mode, then select the faces around the shoulder. We've included a quick select set in the scene file link below to help you pick out the exact faces. Go to Face Mode, then use the Polygon Menu Set's Mesh Extract command to separate these faces from the torso. Find the resulting geometry objects in the Torso group. Delete the history on their parents and rename the two objects Spine7Geo and Left Shoulder Geo, respectively. Unparent Spine7Geo and reparent left shoulder geo to the left shoulder base result joint. Move their pivots to their respective joints. Delete the leftover group. Now you can rotate the shoulder by rotating the joint. To enable translation control over this shoulder, we'll create an IK handle. Because the shoulder's joint hierarchy is so simple, a single IK handle will do, rather than an IK spline. We can use an IKSC solver in this case, since we don't need access to a pole vector, like a knee or elbow control. Create one from the left shoulder base joint to end joint. Rename the handle and effector appropriately. Next. Create a locator named Left Shoulder Loc to act as a temporary control. Point snap it to the upper arm joint and parent the IK handle under it.
we're going to want to be able to stretch the shoulder like the arm. For this, we'll use techniques seen in part 23 of this series. Set up a distance node to measure the distance from the base to the end of the shoulder. Rename the nodes appropriately. And reparent the length end node to the left shoulder loc. Then use a modified version of our leg and arm stretching script to set driven keys at its normal length and two times its normal length. You can find this script with the scene files linked below. Use the graph editor to make the driven key animation tangents linear and set post infinity to linear as well. Next, we need the geometry to scale properly, so select the left shoulder geo and left shoulder end result joint objects. Open the node editor and display the connections. Create a multiply divide node and rename it left shoulder normalized div. Use it to divide the left shoulder end result joints translate x attribute by its default value. Then feed that into the geometry's scale x attribute. Notice that the geometry doesn't scale in line with the locator. This is because our spaces are misaligned. The shoulder joint is pointing down at an angle, while the geometry is straight. Fix this by creating an empty group named Left Shoulder Geo Group and rotating it in the front view so it aligns to the joints. Then parent it under the Left Shoulder Base Result Joint and parent the geometry under that. Finally, delete the old connection to the geometry and create a new connection to the scale x attribute of your new group. There, that's better. Now let's create a proper control for the shoulder by duplicating either the elbow or knee control. Delete everything under it as well as its custom attributes, and rename it appropriately. Position it above the shoulder geometry. Now, we'd like to rotate and scale this more appropriately for the shoulder. Since we locked and hid these attributes earlier, we'll have to use the channel control window 
to unlock and unhide them by adding them to the keyable and non-locked lists. Add the visibility attribute to these lists as well. We'll rotate it so it faces up and at a slight outward angle, and scale it down a bit. Although this control resembles our knee and elbow, remember that it's not actually controlling a pull vector constraint. Thus, we should move its pivot to the upper arm joint. We'll freeze the transforms here, since the shoulder does have a natural neutral state. Now lock and hide the rotate and scale attributes we previously unlocked. Parent the left shoulder lobe under this control, and then hide it. Now the control curve controls the shoulder. For a final bit of cleanup, create a shoulder visibility attribute on the left arm settings control and connect it to the new control's visibility. Then lock and hide the visibility attribute. and add the control to the body layer. Finally, hide all the locators, IK handles, and measurement nodes. We're done for the shoulder rig. In the next movie, we'll connect the arm and shoulder together, incorporating them into the body's root transform control and cleaning up our arm rig based on our rigging checklist.